Welcome to Status ERN. We're back after hiatus, but guess what? CBS 58 janitor over here. We got we got them. Uh, Liam no. Station is still un, as unreliable as it was on the Optiplex, and Li, uh, and Lawson has been abducted by KWO 35. Um, we're all here. We got uh, Frank Gwinnett Yes. We got me, Lime Wolf Butterfly. We got Anna. Just Anna, no. Acorn, Cameron Seaman, Mr. <laughs> Seaman, Mr. And CRTV, Mr. CRTV, and Lawson. So we're all here. We're back. Um, yeah, after if a you good missed old, us, uh... fuck you. Uh, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. We love you. We love you. Do you, do you want me to uh, tell back. you how long it's been since we uh, released an episode? How long has it been? Uh, the Amazon storage bucket put it in deep storage. <laughs> That's the not last, good. Episode 15. So you may have noticed clicking on this podcast or showing it up uh, anywhere, basically. This is season two. So we decided, uh, why not? Because we yeah. took such a long break, why not come back? Trying to be better than we were last time. So season oh, two, we way. can be funnier. This time, this Hopefully. entire season is only sponsored by WACN Technologies, unless somebody yeah, tries to prove me wrong. This podcast is sponsored by WACN Technologies. Treehouse. Unless Just somebody which, tries. Which, just kidding. Which WACN's product finally has a name. Yeah. It's so cool. What's it called? Hey, Lawson. What's it stand for? Uh, as as the, the CEO of WACN Technologies, I'm asking you to cease and desist. Oh. <laughs> so Ferrari, Ferrari over here. Okay. Anyway, the yeah. Anyway, WACN so, Technologies as Mara Endek is a thing that we will talk about later. Yeah. So the the main goal for this uh, season is more original content. We realized in the last season that we were really constrained by it. literally nothing happening in the EAS world because it's the EAS world. You listen to things go burr and burr and you probably die from a tornado but that's and occasionally the get the uh, news updates from fema and yeah, that's that, just and, about it and you get an ean from <laughs> kwaw kwaw yeah. yeah so we're gonna try to do a little bit more original content this season uh we got one very very exciting thing coming up that we've been talking about in season one i'm gonna mention yeah. it here digital alert systems will be providing ern with a dasdeck 3 for review and demo so you can expect that right here on the ERN podcast. Yeah, stay tuned for that. Produce, That's going to be uh, awesome. We're going to try to Imagine produce a Imagine it's just the receiver, though. Not this episode. Oh, no. Sadly. Not this episode, no. It'll be no. later in November, possibly beginning of December when this stuff will come out for us. But we're going to try to get that out to you guys so you guys can uh, know what's going on in the EAS world when it comes to digital alert systems. So we thank digital alert systems for their, for their helping hands and making everything happen. They've also been giving us some really good insight as to what's going on behind. You know, before they launched their website, they were like, hey, we got this brochure. And th- I mean, they've just been really great. So we like to thank yeah. them. For not not been sponsored, doing. not sponsored by nope. Digital Alert Systems. Just reviewer. But honest opinions here. Good company. We enjoy them a lot. And we want to thank them for everything that they've done for us. And most importantly, they make good products. Yeah. Stuff that, However, stuff that works. Unlike we uh, do. Gorman Redlick. However, you are sponsored okay, by WACN Technologies, so you better buy us. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, w- I would like to make a controversial opinion. Oh. Hmm? We got okay. a hot take. Hot take. Sage better. Cool. Uh, in some Ow. ways. Uh, we'll, we'll, okay. We'll, we'll be able to finally, you know, let's argue, that. let's argue that in another podcast episode. 
Yeah, we'll yeah. we'll go into a deep dive on the Daz deck, but for this episode, um, where it's kind of more central, kind of original t- content we've been working on. So this episode, Cam, if you want to go ahead and what's the episode about? Yeah, so the this episode we're going to be talking about ERN uh, stations. So that's a pretty broad term here, but what we're going to do is we got five ERN participants in here. Myself, we got Anna. Frank Marley and Lawson, uh, each of us run our own uh, station, some of us even more than one URN station. But we're going to talk about uh, basically the title of this episode is going to be how to run an Internet radio station the ERN way. I so uh, actually do- nope. It's how not to run an e, uh, an IP station the ERN way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so well, 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 first things first, this, the number one step in doing that is to not be Marley. Yeah, yes. that's true. Don't uh, be me. If, if you've all if you have all seen the uh, the ultimate EAS slander video, there's multiple other versions of that same thing. <laughs> a lot of them include Which uh, everyone has flooding. copied from me. Yeah, yeah. It might as well be across several different planets. Yeah, at this point. I stole but, some of Lawson's OVH power for a little while, uh, and apparently he had no idea about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess let's. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so let's let's just get right into it. I mean, Marley, do you want to start it off or talk yeah, about so, how cult runs on ERN? Yeah, so I can go and just kind of like a like a uh, what what do you call it? Like a broadcast chain. What, you gotta, what do you, you call oh, it? You, I forgot to mention you got uh, each of us has got to give a a, a one liner about one liner about our station. Yeah, one liner. Um, hmm. It doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah, that's 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 my one my one liner. It doesn't. <laughs> um, anyway, so how my station runs, it's very confusing. It's run over what, like five different machines for absolutely no reason whatsoever. The reason it's actually been like that is because um, thanks to Gabe, who runs like half the entire freaking network. Um, I'm using, he, he has this really nice, they don't F- call him network operations for nothing. Exactly. He, he has two really nice Dell power edge servers. Um, hey, and now I have I'm, one. Am I going yep. to have to expect cult on mine soon? No, you will not. <laughs> so, Why not? Hey, is my server not good enough? No, it's not good enough. <laughs> oh, sadness. Uh, yeah, no, not at all. I'm, I'm just kidding. Anna's power is pretty nice. Anyway, so uh, how my station runs, it's it's actually really cursed. I'll just give basic a basic rundown of all the different machines that it runs on. So the first one here, the main one, um, you can't see it, but I'm pointing at it right now. It's this really like ancient, like dinosaur age laptop that came with Windows Vista on it from like, <laughs> I don't even know, 12. That came from Vista? Yeah, it had a disk on it. It was. Is that really the system bad. that also has that M series Intel chip? No, that's that's the computer I'm currently talking to you on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, my computer's not the best. So um, that computer. I can confirm does, this because I've seen them myself. Uh, that that computer does alert processing and other random stuff like cap polling or NADCAP stuff. I really could move it to another machine, but I feel like then it would be completely in the cloud. If it ain't and broke, don't like, fix it. Yeah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Even though it's literally broke. WACN Technologies uh, would like to sponsor you by providing a power edge that you just said was not powerful enough. We could, we could see. We could see. Um, okay, <laughs> I, I'm so, joking. I'm screwing with you. That's all right. So, uh, and then, <clears throat> my bad. Uh, and then we have two other, well, we have one other machine 
um, that runs <laughs> three VPSs for absolutely no reason. So well, the one that's the most important is uh, called MVCult2 or O2. That runs my automation software, which is Rivendell. Thank you for uh, thank you to Emma for helping me set that up. Emma couldn't be here because they're at a Halloween party, but hopefully next ep- no uh, next episode they should be here. Um, but basically it runs Rivendell. I've been having some problems with it recently where it's not generating logs, but it's such a powerful um, radio automation software. You can do so much with it, although it is a little bit hard to set up. Anyways, that I put all my music on that machine. Part of it's in FLAC. Some of it I have to, you know, upgrade. Um, most of it's actually in 192 kilobits MP3. Uh, oh, yeah. No, FLAC's, FLAC uh, storage go brr. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyways, I mean, I, I don't have a whole lot of music. I plan to fix that. But anyways, then we have MVCalto 1, which runs all the index side of things. I, I run a really outdated copy of Anna's index. Um, and the reason why, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, because I've put so much shit into it. But it is broken. It's broken in it so many broken. ways that you keep yelling at me to fix it, and I keep well, telling you to update. Thing. Yeah, Anna's never going to help me fix it unless I update, which I'm not going to do because I have a lot of custom parameters in there that I don't want to just move to another one. I will someday. I'm too lazy, but I will. You know, you can just give me the copy that you have in there, upload it to the Git repo like you should, and then I'll do it for you. No, the reason why, Anna, is because after I send you it and you saw it, you'd want to drink some unsea juice. So I, I won't send it to you. Because your eyes would. Burn. I want to. I want to drink unsea juice. Writing my own code, it, it it'll be fine. <laughs> okay. Um. Anyway, so that runs all the index stuff. It uh, that thing probably pulls a terabyte of, or a terabit of. I don't even know. It pulls a lot of data. Yeah. Don't you pull that off of Gabe's server? I do. Even though his internet yeah, is like total total bandwidth and data downloaded from Marley is in the is in the, it's in the terabytes. It's in the terabytes, per yeah, per month. It's actually ridiculous. Um, so I monitor a shit ton of radio stations, and it works out well. But sometimes I miss things because I'm stupid and I like to overload the index. Anyways, how many yep. monitors do you have on there? So, somewhere around sixty Hundreds. on average. Sixty on average. I thought it was On around average. 80. I want to see the high. The high, the highest I've had is over two hundred. <laughs> the highest. Was it, was it from a severe weather event this year? No, it was when I was being a dumbass and decided to monitor every no weather radio stream. Um, the highest I've had run on the index consistently is five hundred something. Is yeah, that when you did it on that. that MacBook, or was that? Oh no, that was yeah, that 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 was whenever I was running it on that MacBook and I just wanted to see how hard I could push it. That MacBook screamed. Yeah. Apple M series chips. Actually like low key pretty pretty neat. Nah. Yeah. Okay, here's the thing. For the power that. efficiency, the performance is pretty high. Oh yeah, okay. If you're talking power efficiency, yeah. But now if you want to talk about like actual how many monitors I was running? <laughs> How many? Okay, I was running only 500 monitors on there, and the the, I, the computer was unusable until I stopped the index. Now, because the the index backend code has been revamped like seven different times since then, so now yeah. if I were to now I've run I think around 70 monitors on a Raspberry Pi CM4. There's no using, way. Yes, we we tested this. Uh, I've only monitors. been able to get four out of my Pi Four. 
We ran it on a CM4 and we managed 70 monitors at 20% CPU usage. Holy shit. And that's what happens when you optimize your code. Yeah. Black magic. Jesus Christ. Hey, Marley, that's what happens whenever you run the newest version. (laughs) Uh, Marley wouldn't be taking up uh, five uh, gigahertz of Gabe's server. Yeah, no, it's actually ridiculous. Okay, so back to to the... Yeah. Isn't Marley limited to like three now because Gabe got pissed <laughs> yeah. off? So I use I accidentally ran my code in real in real time mode and it and it went directly to the the two giant Xeons he has in there. Uh, is it he, yeah Xeons right? It's, yeah, and it it just totally tanked everyone else's performance. Marley so. was pulling around I think it was like ten gigahertz. Of CPU power. And it for might those, have been because some of people might notice that we're referring to yeah. it in gigahertz is because Gabe is running ESXi and it doesn't go off of core count; it goes off of the actual uh, clocks that it's using. Okay, yeah, so it, back it back ridiculous. to back to the the server. So that one, the MV Cult One, runs all the index stuff, and uh, actually, that's kind of it. I used to run other stuff on there, but I don't anymore. Now. So I used to run my station off of Obi Player, which is great, but it's like it's not what I needed. Um, oh, yeah, and, yeah. So sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> um, the The reason why I have this next machine is because Obi Player actually requires two machines. It requires a storage machine and it requires a. Um, a playout machine and actually a server machine. But so we have MV cult one store, um, which runs now it runs my processing in, um, what's it called? I'm blanking stereo tool. Stereo tool is freaking awesome. Like actually nuts. Um, sorry. And is sharing. If you use it here, right, it's pretty cool. Yeah. If you use yeah. it right, stereo tool is awesome. A lot, so a my lot of audio, people, We'll just be like, ooh, stereo tool, just crank everything up to make it sound Literally better. Literally just mm, throw no. the maximum compression on and it sounds like ass. Um, I actually do a little tricky thing that I probably shouldn't be doing. I uh, I kind of make the bass be out of phase, which makes it a little bit knocky. It kind of sounds cool, but it's only for certain music that it works well with. Um, and then we have... Actually, that's it. So basically what happens is it runs from the Rivendell machine over a stream, a flak stream, to that other machine. I probably could have done it with some sort of like just direct networking or something, but I did it via IceCast. And then it's kind of like an STL thing. And then it goes out to the public over uh, Don's IceCast. Basically, how I do alerts, though, is so that MVCult01 machine, when it receives an alert, it generates headers. And then it secure copies the file over to a machine at my house in South Florida, which does logger magic and stupid things and adds like those, you know, test alert, test alert tones. You hear the the HD radio sounds. And then that secure copies the file over to the Rivendell machine, which pauses Rivendell and plays it. It's super complicated, super stupid and not ethical at all because I can't which even is, relay EANs properly. <laughs> which is but it hilarious works. because if we're sitting here, Marley <laughs> can do 90% of all of that just with one machine. Yep, exactly. But, but here's the, the way- thing. Marley doesn't have a powerful system, so you have to spread it across. Uh, how many different uh, systems did I hear there? <laughs> well, it could be just done in one VM, but uh, we were too lazy when setting up Rivendell. We did it on a very tight 
Here, here's another thing that I have to point out. If this end deck can run 70 monitors on a Raspberry Pi CM4, I think it can run pretty fine on Marley's potato. Yeah. yeah. But the the thing is, my potato has a very old CPU and it's not very good at multitasking, if you will. So yeah, you you haven't you isn't that the system you're on now or is that the the other one you were mentioning? Oh no no I couldn't even open Chrome on that thing if I tried. It, like it's that bad. It, it if you'd like to really uh, if you'd like to donate to the cause of getting Marley a better system, uh, just a better system to be on in general. Holy shit, this thing is bad. The reason we, the reason, the reason we haven't been doing video recordings is because of me and my shit laptop. So, and also yeah. you just going to sleep at like nine o'clock. Yeah, uh, we're we're actually recording on a different schedule, so we might actually be able to fit me into more episodes, which is nice. Anyways, yeah. that's basically my station. So yeah, cult mp4. How it works? Cult generalized. <laughs> cult generalized. There's a lot more that goes on behind the scenes, but... I mean, I guess that's episode. fair, though. There's a lot of things that a lot of us do that are behind the scenes. But, I mean, I like guess... Like, all uh, of the production of my my deck, All of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, I guess on that topic, Anna, do you want to talk about how WACN runs on, uh, on ERM? Uh, how that you works? want the short or the long version? Uh, you got to give us the one-liner. It's complicated. Perfect. Right. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, tell us about the complications. Okay, long version. Now we go. So, WACN has run on, I think, four different stations at this point. We started off leaving what I used to run for my NERP station, which was two Dell laptops, one literally being a laptop that was built for 95 and XP. And then the other one being built for Vista. Um, basically, I got those things and the Vista one ran Windows 7 and processed uh, all the audio. And the XP one was only there for logs. And it also had my no weather radio stream on that. And I ran that in NERP for, I think, two years before I left NERP. And then I joined ERN with that system. And I ran that in ERN until I started to leave Arkansas. However, before I started to leave Arkansas, I started working on something else, which is now known as um, the WACN Technologies Asmara. Would anybody who likes who runs Asmara like to explain how stupid complex Asmara is? Marley, for example? It's fucking nuts. Like it's it's the most audio things you could actually pack into a Python script as possible. It's freaking nuts. It's so cool. And the way it's been optimized, you can literally like we said earlier, you can shove 500 freaking streams into that thing and decode probably decode half of them simultaneously. It's actually nuts. You need 500 reliable streams, that is. Yeah, 500 reliable <laughs> streams, that is. Um, Not that there is that so, many, probably. Incoming uh, Broadcastify streams. Huh. Yeah, um, one thing I'd like to say about Asmara, though, is I've always learned that, you know, you can, do, you can do everything on Python, just not well. But Asmara is one of those things that changes that narrative entirely. Yeah. So It's actually impressive. Basically... So here's a summary of how Asmara works. So 
Uh, I've worked with other people who are building software-based index in the field. For example, um, uh, Aaron is making PyDeck, which it's a cool concept, but it isn't completely there yet. It's the TFT of the the Endec world. Yeah. <laughs> well, Aaron's experience is mostly with TFT, so it, it's getting yeah. there. It's just the Burke. Yeah. <laughs> needs work, but it works. Yeah, it works. It's just um, so the way PyDeck works is it doesn't actually re-encode. It kind of just records the alert and then slaps the alert headers back on the alert. It's weird. Um. But it also has a bug in it, which I started to work on fixing for Aaron, but I gave up halfway through. Um, you can plug its own alerts into it, and it will go off for them. So if you have an audio loop back, it will just keep going off for itself. Oh, really? Which, yeah, oh, it's an that's issue. Horrible. Um, and so then just you no have, duplicate detection. Yeah. Then you have Kane's alert cast, which is actually pretty cool, but... Um, yeah, his experience is mostly in Bash, Python, and PHP, so he tries to make a lot of things web-interfaced. Yeah, so Kane, Kane's is actually pretty cool. It's got a decent web interface. It's got a C-Gen, which mine doesn't have, but it could have. But Well, it did for a minute, but that was a train wreck because we hate how Raspberry Pi does their buffers. Well, here's the thing. Kane C-Gen is that code. I gave it to the, I gave Wait, him really? that code. Wait, really? It is? Yeah. Yeah, it's that oh, kind no, of... No, wait, no, I'm thinking of the other one that you made a long time ago, the full screen C-Gen. Oh, yeah, it's the same code. The, the, it's the same code. The the full screen one with the ERN logo on it? Yeah, the full screen one was just modified to be a scroll. It's the same code. Oh, by the way, FFmpeg is actually nuts the amount of things it can do. So, yeah, that's how the C-Gen works. Basically, like his has a C gen. It's got a web interface. It, it can do some stuff, but it doesn't have. It isn't all the way there in cap and in decoding yet. But it, it's getting there. I'm actually. I'm. I'm. I'm rooting for him because he's. He's getting. He's. He's taking yeah. that code in cool places. Like another he's got an reason entire- why a lot of why ours is a little bit ahead mm-hmm. in cap is because we we actually have our own iPods things. Yeah. So we can uh, develop a lot better. One one cool so. thing about his is um, he's going for more of a hardware base. That's why I got to test my Endec on a CM4 because I was talking with him. But yeah. like he's got a he's got a full freaking like LCD interface with buttons and stuff. It's pretty cool. Um, okay, not to, I, not to slam Aaron, but do you remember when Aaron literally just took an LCD sc- or a LCD screen and slapped it on a piece of cardboard with a paper on the front <laughs> do you remember that when he tri- when he made his own little end deck but it was just a piece of cardboard yeah and then put leds on the side yeah for like all yeah, the receiving yeah, and that. stuff i mean well, it's Aaron, <laughs> yeah Aaron's system would work it just it needs a lot of work and um is that more of just work to get it to function properly and optimization or both <laughs> yeah, it's not really optimized. Um, so basically, Asmara has been. I've been working on Asmara since like technically like 2020, 2019, because I started working on proper uh, ZCZC to just decoding ZCZC properly. So I wound up making an original library called um, EAS to text, 
And that is where I really started because I started with EAS to text and that can take a ZCCC string and decode it and do all this fun stuff with it. And then I made another library called EASGen. And these are quite possibly some of the fastest ways that you can decode and re-encode um, alerts in Python. So I spent a lot of time optimizing the literal hell out of these scripts. Yeah, and these after, scripts run in in yeah. less in under a second. It's the first crazy. the first generation of EAS to text. Um, whenever I was called Loggerbot V4 Gen 2, would literally take up to eight seconds to decode an e a ZCZC string, it's and now it is done. And that's just parsing text. Yes, and now it is done in literally around, uh, not even like, is it? It's in the milliseconds. Yeah, it's pretty like good. we're under a hundred milliseconds in in time. It, it it's very much optimized now, but. So you have ES to text, and after after I wrote that, I was like, "Huh, I want to do ES generation." So I generated, I wrote a script called EAS to, uh, EAS uh, EAS Gen. There you go. And that one, you pass in that ZCZC string, and it spits out headers. And that one started off <laughs> using literal wave files of it, the exact length of the header uh, of like each bit in the header. And it would literally oh. preload the wave files, and then whenever you said generate, it would just take the, that ZCZC string, convert it into binary, and then like one wave file was named zero, one was named one, and it would just go and say if it's a zero, put the zero on onto the end of this audio file, and just build the audio file that way. And it took up to like ten seconds to generate a one county alert. Yeah, it's like it was trying. hilarious. It's like trying to play Jenga, but with same. Yeah, but after I did that and I started going really deep into the library that I was using behind that, I found out I could generate audio in there and cache it and the really cool stuff. And now you can put in the like, I think the longest I've seen it generate is I think Gabe and I one day put in the longest possible header and it took like 10 minutes to generate it. Because, what? Yeah. That's funny. By longest possible header, I mean we put in every single possible FIPS code that could go into a header into yeah, the system. And you also did all sub sub counties, didn't you? Oh yeah, and, and all sub like it, it was something like there's like four thousand possible FIPS codes, and then we we told multiply it, it by nine. <laughs> yeah, multiply <laughs> that by nine. Those. It's a lot of FIPS codes, and it took it ten minutes to crunch that because um, we also had to do it on Gabe's server. Because it's just so much data. Because of the data. horsepower you needed. Well, it generates the, those. It generates the audio now in RAM because I wrote it to generate in, oh, in RAM. Yeah. So basically, we needed like hundreds of gigs of RAM because <laughs> the header that it spat out was in the gigabytes of wave file, and it was like one single header was twenty one minutes long. Yeah. So, and this and that was times why three. why same is limited no. to thirty two counties. No, 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 no. Um, I was wrong. That that was whenever we just did like just the normal FIPS codes. Whenever we did like um all sub subdivisions as well, it was like one header was like eighty five minutes long. I think I remember that. Oof. Yeah. No, it was like seventy five to eighty five minutes long. It was like over an hour for a single a single header. 
And bear in mind, there's three headers per alert. So (laughs) anyway, I wrote these two systems. And after I wrote these, I went, huh, I wonder what I can do with them. So I started experimenting with with Python where I could take in decoding stuff from Multimon and fuck around with it and see what I can do. And then quickly figured out, hey, I can take in like raw audio and patch it into Multimon with Python and then get the raw text output. And after I figured that out, I then went, wait a second, because at this time, um, I, this, this was after I, um, it, 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 I didn't have anything to do around this time. So I wound up just kept throwing shit at, at the problem until I realized that I could do, I had one perfectly working NDEC monitor that could like record audio and everything. And I'm like, wait a second, I know how to multi-thread stuff in Python. So I wonder if I can throw just an extra five threads on this thing and call it good. Well, what I wound up doing is I wrote what is called a generator, which can um, basically, if you give it specific variables, it can generate an object. But here's the thing about a generator. There's no limit of how many objects you can generate with one. So after I realized that, oh no, I accidentally told it to generate seven monitors, I went, wait a second, that's not a bad thing. Let's see how far it can go. (laughs) Yeah. The original thing that you were talking about with just one monitor, I actually used to use that. It worked. Yeah. But you needed to, like, do some weird things with Pulse Audio. Yeah. But, like... After I got that generator system working, that's whenever I made that quote unquote, I I call it the infinite monitor system, because you can just tell it, hey, I want you to generate like 400 monitors and it will be like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But, um, so I, I made this system and that's whenever I really showed it in ERN and I got Gabe and... I think it was Gabe, Liam, and I think Don on my side at that point. And we kind of sat down and we kept playing with it. And we got it to start doing stuff like using that EAS to text library to log its decodes to Discord and all this stuff. And then soon, yeah. sooner or later, we realized, oh, crap, we have just made an entire fucking deck that just runs like in a single terminal. So then we we just continued to develop it, and now we uh, now we're on version zero point one point sixty eight. Yes, it's not sixty nine yet, and yes, I've been <laughs> actually updating it off. Like I've been updating it at like point six eight point one, just so we don't hit sixty nine yet. Oh my God, nice. But well, the. the the idea is we want 69 to be a, a big release because come on, it's 0.69. Yeah. Why don't you tell us about the the auto DJ system, how you actually run your station? Yes. So after I wrote this entire index thing, we realized, yo, it's kind of useless to have an index without any audio because at that time we had already managed to figure out how to patch. Um, we had Pulse Audio patched in there, and then we figured out how to directly patch in IceCast. Thank, thanks to Gabe for that, because Gabe and I sat down for hours figuring that one out. But we patched in IceCast and then metadata, and we were like, what, what's the point of having 
an IceCast stream if there's no audio on it. So I had a system called AutoDJ that I wrote for Ari to use on WDFA. It is still used on WDFA, by the way. Yeah, it is still used on WDFA, but it will be decommed whenever WDFA goes away. But so it was written back in 2020, I believe, for Ari for WDFA. And the only thing it does is it takes two directories, one named ads and one name or one named IDs and one named audio. And it will take everything in that folder that is, you know, a playable uh, audio uh, is playable audio. Shuffle if it, I will, and then, it also it also used to be used on WTYO for a little bit. Yeah, I if know. If you remember that. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it, it will take everything in those directories, shuffle it, and then spit it back out as basically a playlist. Yeah. And, like, I even wrote in, in the original versions, I wrote in stuff so it wouldn't be able to play any track back-to-back. And that is still technically in the new one and just made it way better. Um, so basically after I wrote this script and it generates these playlists, I went, wait a second, this works and it works using the same libraries that the other one works. So I can just take this, throw it in the end deck and it just worked. So I just told the end deck to uh, what it should do is if it's not processing an alert, uh, basically run a wild true loop that is just allowing it to process audio that isn't an alert. That's just you know, an audio file. And then whenever it is processing an alert, um, just cue that audio system up for the alert. And whenever the alert data is ready to be played, it will just kind of think of it as like, you have two tracks playing side by side and you just like pause one track, shift to the other one, or no, we don't even pause it. We just continue allowing that track to play and we just shift it over. Kind of like how an actual you know, hardware index works where it just kind of clips into the audio. Um, so I wrote that and it worked and I was surprised. So what you're saying is not only did you make a fully functional index, you made a fully functional auto DJ and shit and uh, not shit <laughs> shoved it into one. Yep. So basically, uh, Anna's station flow is actually so awesome. All, all she has to do is literally run one Python file and the entire station starts. And it gets even better. Um, I am the only person who has a software end deck that A, processes their music for them, B, has has add an ID insertion, C, has a tone generator, so if there's no add or IDs, it will play a tone to make sure that it it works. (laughs) Which is ear piercing, by the which I don't know why it shouldn't be because I've programmed it. It's supposed to be a one kilohertz tone, but it isn't, and I don't know why. Um, D that uh, I have both like audio system output, so you know pulse audio, whatever. But it also works on um, direct IceCast. Nobody else has that yet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and um, E, I have infinite monitors. Yeah, <laughs> which now F all have live audio support. Yep, and I can relay uh, anything for her local and EANs correctly with live audio. So I mean, it's kind of yeah, the same. Think about it. As think about it like it's the Sage, where you can do live relay on anything. 
Except now it's software. Oh, wait, wait, Anna, something I wasn't uh, sure the about. The live relay it... is just a filter thing. Yeah. Well, well, I know that, but does it do what the DAS deck does or does it do what the Sage does? What do you mean by DAS deck or Sage? Uh, Sage, it. So the DAS deck for an EAN, it doesn't, it can't like. So the Sage actually has a buffer and mm-hmm. it kind of can do weird black magic. The the DAS deck kind of just does what the TFT does and just cuts straight in. It generates headers and cuts. Does okay. is that what so it does? It kind of it kind of does that, but technically we have a buffer system going. It's just that the buffer system, the buffer is so minuscule that it doesn't matter. Yeah, I was about to say because you did kind of something like that for for EAS decoder. Couldn't that work here? Yeah. Well, the, the, the way that the buffer works is, um, so the reason why we do have a buffer is because we still record the audio and we still send it to Discord because, yeah, it, it logs to Discord and it can send alert audio. Um, yeah. So we still record that locally so we can save it to a file and because um, we have support for what is called um, the uh, broadcaster. I wrote in support for a, a script called the Broadcaster, which That's was made by. That's a story by, for a whole nother day, by the way. It's made by <laughs> Vincent, and it, it's what Gabe used to run his station for the longest time. But yeah, um, I wrote in support for the Broadcaster because you know Gabe is one of my best friends, and or if not my best friend, and I wanted to make sure that his software could work with my software, so I wrote in support for that. However, if I if we're generating a live alert, we need to make sure that. Whenever we're done sending that live alert, because of course the broadcaster can't send it live, we need it to be able to be passed to his software. So uh, we wrote in support for that. Yep. So NSStation is literally just a single Python file, which is awesome. Um, How about we switch over to Cam? What does your station look like? Uh, I kind of want to move on to Lawson because I think Lawson has a pretty interesting system as well. So Lawson, okay. do you kind of want to give you want to give the uh, the one liner for how uh, your station runs? That is quo. It doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lawson's been having some computer issues recently, so he's gone. Actually, he's- I am changing my one liner to station PC none hotel tree. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He he had a hard drive <laughs> fail recently. So before your hard drive fail uh, failed, how did it how did it work in the back end? Runs. Yeah. So how it worked was I had so it partially was the end deck and the actual physical end deck, uh, the the Asmara end deck, and my TFT and now my Sage. So the end deck monitored over the air. Well, not the over the air stuff. It was basically backup monitor, and that streamed to a separate IceCast mount that was hosted on my own server, and then. Um, that was then monitored via my TFT, which made life easier without having to take up a metric fuck ton of monitor slots. Um, so that went into my TFT. Yeah, is extremely powerful when you have limited monitors. Yes, extremely. It is cracked at Fortnite, my guy. Um, (laughs) that does sound like something Frank would say. Yeah, we need to get, we need to get Frank on that. uh, that, yeah, yeah. I, I need something because uh, my monitoring uh, situation isn't isn't that effective. Yeah, he's well, using a very. Uh, let me tell you, WACN Technologies has the solution for you. Fun fact: yeah, I don't have access to said solution, though. 
That was the original point of the end deck in general was to add more monitors to my hardware system. But now I have more hardware that we'll I had back later, then, and we don't use it. <laughs> yeah. For reference, okay. because we don't have a, we don't we don't have video going on right now. Anna has two sages, uh, a TFT, and a try yeah, thing, and two, none of them run on. Uh, yeah. So I I own two sages, two nine one ones, a nine one one D, an Easy, and a Burke. The Burke is dead. The second Long TFT gone. is back. No, it's still in Arkansas. I know where it is. Well, but it um, should be shot. The no, it still works. It's fine. No, I mean it should be shot with a shotgun. <laughs> no, <laughs> that thing is so bad. No, are you talking about? Are you talking I'm about, about the, the Burke? Burke? Oh the Burke. yeah, the Burke. Yeah, the Burke should be like shot. <laughs> I was talking about the other TFT. I know where the other TFT is. All right. You, um, could, you could just drive into Illinois real quick next year and then burn it because arson is apparently legal next year. What? What? <laughs> okay, yeah, you're so going to have to elaborate. Illinois, in the state of Illinois, starting in 2023, I believe this is just my speculation because I am not a official Illinois person or Illinois. get myself involved with the politics of the great state of Illinois. But apparently you can commit arson in Illinois starting in 2023 and what get away with it. fuck? That's if someone this doesn't sue you. This is a certified you. Australia fire moment. Okay, Lawson, <laughs> go ahead. No, this is a certified California moment. Yeah, um, I know. All right, Lawson, go ahead. So you were, you were on the Sage or the TFT. Ah, so yes. Um, it went into TFT, now Sage. And then Sage go into voice meter, which is being fed audio from Zara Radio. Voice me. I I just said voice meter is being fed audio from voice meter. No, it is not. Um, voice meter is being fed audio from Zara Radio and um, the TFT or the Sage. And it was also being fed audio from one of my microphones that was in my room, which was absolutely fucking terrible. Um, I think Marley remembers the time I tried live voicing an alert and it went yep, absolutely I horribly that wrong. Very vividly. It went absolutely horribly wrong and I loved every single part of it. It was a mixture but, of distortion, uh like noise reduction and very bad laptop. And my mom come in my mom yelling mom. me to go His eat house chicken is in very the background. loud, by the way. No, actually, I when I'm at my mom's house, it's literally just her. It's only oh, her. True. True. Okay. So see, I just looked at everything here. It looks like Lawson has the most simple station so far. Yeah, no, pretty much. That then you goes have Cam. Yeah. Oh yes, actually, Lawson, Frank, I think I think that's about it for your station. Uh, Unless Frank you have anything else you want to quite, add into it, Frank actually has quite a very similar setup to Lawson. Yeah, I guess in that case, if it's, if it's pretty similar, do you want to go on, uh, Frank? On about uh, you got to give us the one liner though. What's your Super one liner? The one liner. Trying to think of a one. Okay, I got a one-liner. Consistent downtime. That's that's the one-liner. I, I like that. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, that's pretty accurate because um, the streaming software. In fact, I actually had my station down because uh, I announced in the uh, ERN server that uh, W or GUP is uh, going uh, off the air for hardware upgrades. What these hardware upgrades are, some of you already know. But that will be public, uh, I believe, on the public third of November. Yeah, yeah, public eventually. But things are changing, and hopefully, I can get a more complex system. 
Uh, I don't know why I'm holding a Sage battery, but uh, that's, that's what's <laughs> rattling. I should probably put that down. But similarly to Lawson, I do have uh, Zara Radio and occasionally VLC uh, for the music playout. And that goes into voice meter, which then is connected to my 1822, which is also connected to my Chiron Cody, which is not viewable because I do not have a TV station, just a music station. And uh, let's see. When I am running WGUP, it uh, it likes it likes to um, let's just say it likes to be inconsistent and crash on me. The uh, the the relay monitor or the just the monitor software in general. Yeah, which uh, uh, Marley likes to complain to me about like almost every day. It, so that Whenever software sends- is extremely old. I think it's written in C sharp or something. And uh, it was what John used for the longest time uh, to get like to, oh, to that flood one? ERN. Yeah, that that horrible thing. Wait, is is it the is it the modern one that has the Python script to log to? No, it, it doesn't have that. No. Okay, that isn't my version of that script. That was actually uh, it, slightly off. It doesn't optimized. matter. It sucks either it's way. Old. It's it's old. It sucks. Whoever wrote it should go to the bot the most bottom pit of hell. It's horrible. But you know, no, that's just right. federal Imagine prison. Listening. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> no, I mean your software works. It's a concept software, but it works. Um, it it works sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, because uh, I don't have the patience or uh, the mindset to just go out and uh, get cable, set up radios and whatnot oh, in my room. But you built this I, whole awesome monitoring chart. I did, and uh, about that. So I probably have the biggest regional coverage in ERN. I'm not too sure about that, but it certainly does have a lot of counties. It's huge. You don't. Oh, true. Nationwide doesn't count. Uh, Yeah, maybe. They also share pretty much the same coverage area, though. Yeah, exactly. Actually, I I extend further south into just about the Bibb County line, which is in the Macon area. Yeah, but Emma covers not only around the same area that you do in Georgia, but then also covers an entire chunk of Washington. Yeah, but to be fair, those are We're counting one station. We're counting one station. Yeah. Technically, that does run under under ECH, which is one station. Yeah, well, okay. So, so pretty much has the uh, same setup. Hopefully, on the next episode, Emma will be able to join us, be able to explain how their station runs. So, we'll get a a bigger picture of uh, Emma in general. Yeah. Frank, correct me if I'm wrong, but your station is literally just, it's Sage, Voice Meter, Zara Radio, but, right? Is that kind of how it works? Pretty much. Yeah, it pretty much it is like that. Uh, the only notable exception is the uh, with these, um, the monitoring software that I have. And because, uh, let's see, there's certain periods of WGUP I like to, uh, like to refer to. The early stages, which was from uh, January 2021 all the way up until pretty much early this year. Um no affiliations with any relay program. Most of it was just uh, relaying off of WDFA uh, because Rip. that was the parent station. 
which now WGUP is under cult media. So <laughs> Shut that's new. Up. Yeah, true. You're I'm, right. I'm not You're right. Yeah. WGUP under WACN Technologies when? We've no, got a server you can run on. Probably. <laughs> Hmm, that's you something. must not create a monopoly business. I must create a monopoly. Uh, monopoly. Monopoly. <laughs> words. Words are hard. Hey, the hey! I've got a software end deck on a on an R seven ten behind me that is currently running forty monitors. Yeah, Marley can't right, do that for ahead. you. Oh my god! Okay, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. But um, let's see. Let us. Let's actually open up the uh, monitoring software and just count how many monitors I have available to me. Let's just select everything real quick, starting in A A one, I should say. Uh, about 300 or so. Jesus Christ, how are, are you doing that? Only 300? Here's the thing. I Yes, only 300 because um, I don't care for the rest of the country. And because in early 2021, back when uh, me and Marley like actually started talking, I decided to be the one to relay only her because I don't care about any other stations at that time. Loyalty. And it would just get so spammy. I would just be flooded with alerts, and this was when I uh, did not have my Sage speaker muted because whenever I would record EAS captures, I would like to hear my Sage. Back when that um, was a thing for everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, um, bet your mom loved that. I oh oh, she did. Trust me, she absolutely enjoyed it. Yeah, but uh, it would get extremely spammy. So what I did was uh, created, actually I loaded up map charts and started selecting my regional area, a rough estimate of my regional area, not as not the one defined as today, but did that first, uh, selected the counties that I actually care about and would actually want to hear alerts for, such as whatever is in South Carolina, North Carolina, Florida, yeah, Alabama, Tennessee, that all that stuff, every yeah. state. That's surrounding Georgia. Then you also have some portions of Illinois, Wisconsin, Iowa. Shut up. It's because he has friends up there. That's the only reason. Pretty much. I don't care. Actually, I don't have any friends in Iowa, but uh, uh, DMX is a cool office. I do like to get alerts from them. So weird. <laughs> yeah, I, I am. Quirky weird. station. Quirky it station. is a very quirky station. It's probably the... It's it's the station with the most exceptions. Do you want to explain your call sign? You well, what is your my call sign? WGP. WGP. Do you want to explain why it's WGP? Uh, yeah, because uh, that's GUP actually stands for uh, Girls and Panzer, which is a anime show that I <laughs> am quite fascinated over for uh, reasons that I don't know. Just, Ask my it's just autism. a bunch of hot anime girls driving tanks. That's it. That's all they're, it is. They're not. Yet. They're not even hot, though. But they are not. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so that's that's the con- that's the context behind the call sign. Um, let's see. Let's talk about my sage because that's pretty much the only thing to talk about WGUP. Um, lately, it's been having issues upon um, attention tone and ten fifty decoding for some stupid reason. Basically, the attention tone and the ten fifty for some reason like to. Uh, increase in gain as uh as as the alert comes through so progressively over the nine nine or eight seconds depending on which one it will just become this very 
messed up e-rape that will go through my station and yeah. the, the rest of the audio is just normal which i still have not figured out the exact reason why i've done everything that i could to uh, fix the issue but nothing as of now yeah so hopefully with the hardware upgrades that i have coming up pretty soon that should fix it as uh let's just say i'm getting a new end deck i was gonna i was gonna say uh and I guess as another, uh, if you don't mind me leaking a little bit, it's coming from my local area. It, it is. Specifically, it's from... coming directly from Missoula, Montana itself. So, <laughs> yeah, not sure what, where it came from, but uh, hopefully I should be getting some uh, upgrades for that particular end deck and uh, hopefully getting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not excited to pay around two hundred to three hundred fifty dollars for it, but that's probably going to have to come at a time sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that should be fun. Yeah, excited to see how you implement that into your stuff. Something yeah. I do want to note, though, is the um, on my desk sits my keyboard, my desk, my monitor my sage and my chiron cody which uh i absolutely love this thing and uh, unfortunately i can't utilize it properly the only thing i can do with it is really just record on obs and uh, upload yeah. to youtube unfortunately uh that's the only thing i can really do with it i don't feel like uh sacrificing my bandwidth and everything else just yeah. on a tv station uh unlike wdfa tv which <laughs> isn't WDFA even going to be running Oof. Rip. Yeah, rip. Yep. All right. But yeah, Damn. But, uh, you, got a, you got a simple station as well. It's, I like it. And I'm also the only uh, the only person in ERN to have a unique... Well, I'm not sure about the only one, but a unique logger and that doesn't log in ERN. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Cam, the man, the myth, the legend, the radio processing legend. Uh, one liner for your station. What is it? Uh, quality over quantity. Okay, I'll take that. Daz deck. All right, go ahead. Yeah, Daz. <laughs> so I guess I'll give a good uh, explainer to why I I call it quality over quantity. Uh, recently, just uploaded or not uploaded, updated my entire music library to FLAC. Every single song is in FLAC. There's a good reason for this. I run Stereo Tool under a custom preset that I built from scratch. Uh, since I have uh, experience uh, sound engineering for a job I used to work for. And yeah, so I built that thing from scratch and I found that FLAC files play way nicer to Stereo Tool uh, whenever it it has more data to play with because my FLACs are roughly 1.4 megabit on the bit rate. Yeah. So that's helpful, especially, and you got to think it's not MP3, so you don't have the compression artifacts that uh, come with mp3s which is also good that i'm in flack because then uh my station stereo tool doesn't have to run as much trying to reverse the mp3 compression so it's a win-win for that but yeah i'm the one that runs the da- uh the daz deck uh yeah so <laughs> i'm the daz deck man as yeah but and it's been very reliable yeah, actually always... your your end deck has been extremely reliable Aside from WDFA, are you the only one with a DAS deck? Running a DAS deck in ERN, I believe so. Not only one with a DAS deck, but yeah, the only one running one at the moment. 
Yeah, and then just wait for WDFA to die. <laughs> it, it literally has pretty it's soon. Gone. Yeah. Well, no, just the logger from uh No, no, Mercy the Daz deck hasn't gone. been plugged in since like four months ago. Yeah. So no, yeah, no, Cam, you're the no, only one running, running a Daz deck right now. No, no, as sure in the Daz deck is not patched into the stream, it's the Sage. Oh, it is the Sage still? Th- yeah, nope. it's it's been that way for like four I- months. I could have sworn that Ari had replaced it with the Daz because I thought I was in the call with her whenever she did that. No, it's it's the Sage. Yeah, anyways, okay. I have learned the Daz deck pretty well, at least in the software. So I have a lot of custom settings, uh, you know, not usual. I block all demos because of New Hampshire. I block <laughs> all non-local. I block all local RWTs and RMTs thanks to your national... Uh, daily test sponsored by Nevada. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I do local tests. I do ERN monthlies and weeklies, of course, because, you know, you kind of have to. And plus I, I'm connected to the, <laughs> to the ERN uh, cap. So it's easy for me to just get those right away. And like Marley was saying, been pretty reliable, which is surprising because I'm on spectrum internet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know what my reliability is compared to everyone else in ERN, but I run better uptime and it says I'm 99.4% reliable. Oh, fun fact. Two months. Whenever whenever CRTV was still on a TFT, CRTV was uh, running off of Starlink. <laughs> it was, yeah. yes. And surprisingly, Starlink internet is very reliable. It was actually more reliable than a good chunk of participants. Yeah. <laughs> At the yeah, time, Starlink at was doing you really good, actually. I don't know. My reliability, uh, since I uh, moved over to Missoula for school, what it, I feel like my reliability has just skyrocketed. Yeah, I don't know how, because good. it's Spectrum. Now that I say that, I'm probably going <laughs> to jinx myself. But Yeah. Yeah, everything here is run off of UPS, so even if power goes out, uh, the dads have still got at least... Mm, I put a big enough UPS on it, it's like a 7... It's a 750 VA uh, UPS, so it should run for roughly 10, 20 minutes. So there's that buffer time. And then I put a 450 VA uh, UPS on networking, and that should last hours because it's just a, a router and a modem. So but, even if you yeah, lose so power, you, you still As long as Spectrum doesn't go down, I'm fine. As long as, as, long as the power outage isn't long enough to, to kill the UPSs or kill Spectrum, I'm perfectly fine. Yeah. All hardware, no software. Well, the only software I have is all the playout stuff, but all hardware for EAS. I uh, I monitor KUFM and WXL25 here. And then I monitor ERN cap. And then I actually switched my second monitor from ERN chirp to, to cult just due to the, just due to reliability, just in general. If I'm going to be reliable at myself as a station, might as well pick a more reliable for them, the monitors, because, you know, there's no point in me being active if there's, no way for me to receive alerts that are OTA. Oh, and yeah, uh, speaking of you monitoring cult, we have to figure out whatever is giving you decode errors. I don't know what's been going on with that. Maybe I'll just switch. I was to- I was reading over it. I don't know what it is. It's uh, a lot of those decode errors are coming off of special marine warnings. Ah, not sure. Not sure what that was, but I'm sure, you know, it's probably just something to do with you being on an old version of the deck. It could be. I'll 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 switch my encoding because I have the Sage emulation on right now. I'll switch it to just regular. Put it to put it to the digital. <laughs> no, I'm not doing the digital. 
I load um I loaded up a version of Asmara on my server mm-hmm. that I can monitor the networking usage. And um we're running forty-eight monitors and we're using around five megabits per second. Which Jesus. is still good. That's a, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's five megabits per second down. Um that will use a lot of bandwidth very, very quickly. Yeah, of <laughs> course. But that's the only downside with Plus about forty five giga shits per mega fart, so we're pretty good. Yeah, I think exactly. Yeah. But yeah, so I guess I can go into more detail on how uh, music and other stuff like that plays out. So I I actually made a workflow on Apple Freeform because I have the betas and I was testing it out. So I actually run two stations off of the same set of equipment. It's uh, it's called CRTV. I get, I get, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I could actually kind of share where CRTV came from. It was because I was working at KRTV at the time, and we all thought it would be funny to replace the K with a C. Canada KRTV moment. <laughs> if, if you see the bullshit thing I put on my website where it says Cameron's Radio to the Valley. No, that's not why. No, (laughs) I just put that there because I was like, uh, I need something to come up with because uh, I don't work for CRTV anymore. So it's kind of weird. But I run uh, CRTV, which is uh, it's a no EAS uh, simulcast. Uh, Same exact music. Everything's in order. It's just a separate virtual audio cable. That goes into Stereo Tool, which is running a V39 of my Stereo Tool preset. Yes, I've gone through 39 versions of it. It's I like to just tweak it and then leave it. If I feel like going back to it or if I notice something's off, I'll go back into it and make a new version of it. Uh, Marley, I believe your Stereo Tool processing actually came off of one of my older versions, right? And then you just... Uh, so I actually started off Or at least off portions of, of my processing. Portions, yeah. I, I pulled a lot of your, like... Um, natural dynamic settings and then but I, I tweaked it a little bit but it's the the root is from your like v37 preset or something and then mm-hmm. the root it's not this way at all anymore um, but I pulled the original preset that I started off with from studio one hence why mine is called studio two <laughs> but um, studio one's a solid preset but I did a lot of stuff to this I originally started with that and then I for like the weird phasing thing I'm doing with bass I pulled it from this one like island radio preset and then tweaked it it's real weird but yeah mm-hmm. I use I use a lot of your stuff yeah me and Marley are the ones that have caused the stereo tool blow up in invasion <laughs> actually cam cam sent me a gif the other day or a video the other day of his compressors running he's tweaked them so much to where it's literally re- reducing less than a db like less less yeah, than a decibel. I, I personally hate compression, especially because I'm not much of a, oh, this is an FM station streamed over the air. No, it's an IP station. You might as well take advantage of that extra audio quality. <laughs> Me so who runs metal and compresses the shit out of it. <laughs> Basically, what I, my, my viewpoint for how my station sounds is uh, increase the dynamics, op- open up the stereo a little bit, kind of more show what the song is. Like, let the song shine in the way that it was meant to. Because yeah. if if anyone knows what I'm talking about, the loudness wars uh, in 2000, in the 2010s, where, you know, loudest music is, you know, the winner. But yeah, the loudness you wars. Know, when, when you do it that way, your song sounds like shit. So what, what I like to do is I like to try to open up the music as much as it can, because that's 
Because that's what it that's what it's there for. The music is to listen to, not to cringe at because it's so fucking loud. And since I'm an yeah. IP station, I'm not gonna do FM style compression and loudness because why would I? It's not gonna be there. So that's what CRTV runs on, both ERN CRTV and CRTV. So the CRTV branch of my station is pretty simple. It goes radio DJ, which is what I use instead of Rivendell or those other things, because I just, I prefer it. The those automation other system things. makes more sense to me. Yeah, no, it's, it's a lot nicer. It's more convenient. It's actually been more reliable, too. It actually makes it a whole lot easier for me to run the podcast. Because I run the, yeah. pod, the podcast on my station every day from 8, uh, I run it at 8 a.m. to whenever it's done, and then 4 p.m. Mountain Time. So... If you ever want to listen to this podcast on a radio station, you can listen to ERNCRTV. You can go to ERNCRTV.com. But that's besides the point. So Radio DJ feeds directly into voice meter through a hi-fi virtual audio cable so that the the flack still uh, the bits are still there for flack. So, you know, Stereo Tool has a chance to process it. It goes into voice meter and then it uh, shoots it out two ways. It shoots it to, to Stereo Tool for the no EAS uh, stream. And then the other one shoots it straight out to my DAS deck. Uh, so from there, automatic switching. So I was able to get rid of uh, a voice meter switching. Also, if you're going to run an IP station, don't do voice meter switching. If you're doing EAS, it's kind of cringe. And then from hey, the... Hey, I'm the one who came up with that idea, by the way. I'm legitimate. Okay, I'll be completely honest. Like We, we had ways of doing it before, Yeah, but they weren't as good. And it's not as what simple happened, as voice What happened was as I was sitting down and because well, I I was using voice meter because Evan showed me how how it used and I used voice meter for um uh, I I did a little nifty thing where I could take in two audio uh, audio sources pan them left and right and then pan them back into a single source so I can send it out to the end deck and one monitor be on mm-hmm. the left channel, one monitor be on the on the right. That's so exactly get, what I do with the DAS deck. Yeah, I get two monitors per one audio cable. So I would use that. And I was sitting there trying to figure out, hey, um, since um, th- this is back whenever I, before I had XLR. So I'm, I'm sitting there going, is there any way I could do this more efficiently on my Sage for audio switching? Because it mm-hmm. was like, um, basically whenever I had that system going, um, uh, I had it. So, um, so th- the way that we had it working was I patched my audio into the monitor input because they have mm-hmm. an input on the back of the 1822 that allows you to play in audio without EAS decoding. Yeah. So I would play my music in there and once my music was in there, I would tell my sage to monitor that source. Yeah. It was so bad. And then I patched my speaker outline because you had the speaker and then you, you've got speaker and then like output two. I don't remember what it's called. Line. Yeah. It's line out. I would take the line out and patch it into my computer. But that became very annoying because A, now I'm only playing mono and B, if any of my settings ever changed and that changed, I would have to go in and fix that before, yeah. you know, something went wrong. So that that is how I ran my station for like a year before I got um, 
before I figured out how to do it just straight up with um, the XLR connections. No, not not even the, I got oh, the XLR, but before I even did that, I figured out the voice meter thing because that allows me to still play stereo audio and my EAS is still switched. So I figured that out and I had been running that for a while before I got my XLR cables. I actually made my own XLR cables, but um, I, I was running like that and Ari came to me wondering how I was doing that because Ari got her DAS deck and was, or no, th- this is when I already had her TFT because the TFT doesn't have an audio input She still did it with her DAS deck, source. which annoyed the piss out of me. You mean the, she uh, did the it with her DAS signal EMAS? No, she switched to actual switching on the DAS deck, but before nope. then... <laughs> she still did it with the DAS deck uh, as of most recent, which was the dumbest oh, really? shit ever. Yeah. yeah. But still, whenever she had the, the TFT, she came to me asking me how to do this, which I'm still kind of pissed because she she made the video telling people how to set that up using the code that I gave her because there's there's those scripts without yeah. ever saying that I was the one who figured out how to do that. This, this sounds like a uh, another person that you have been dealing with lately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not we're not gonna re- we're not gonna refer to hey, it here. On guys, the podcast, re- remember, I'm a janitor. There's yeah, no and, possible yeah, way I can be an engineer. No way, no way I can be an for, engineer. For, I'm not gonna bring up much else about that whole thing, but let's just say Anna proceeded to send me uh, a picture, or not a picture, a video of her standing on top of a multi-million dollar SDI rack. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, I, let's it, just say I cannot speak anything of this person because they supply my locker. So I'm over here. I'm I'm over here. I'm laughing because, um, like I was told this info like right after I had to route two audio cables from their uh, their five their main switcher three rack or main switch three, which is yeah. in the back. Um, it's like code 20, 2512 and 2535 were the two mm-hmm. ports that I had to route. And I had to literally stand on top of racks, routing this through the laddering that they have on the ceiling for the cables. And then like, as I was leaving that day, I was told that, Hey, there's no possible way you can be an engineer. You have to be a janitor. And I was laughing my ass off. So I sent Cam a video of me standing on top of one of the racks as I was routing <laughs> that cable. It's a nine-second clip of me saying, "Hey, it's every it, it. Hey guys, it's Anna's favorite video of the uh, Anna's Anna's favorite game of the day. Will I fall into the the SDI switching rack filled with millions of dollars of worth of equipment? Yeah. So you know, as you do. <laughs> But yeah, back to my station. So I did the voice meter thing with panning left and right because I don't use my third radio on my dad's deck, but I still want to be able to use all four monitors. And I have the sound blaster. So I did two separate. I do ear and cap, ear and call, and voice meter on the virtual audio devices, split them left and right, and then send it out to the same uh, uh, out of physical output. So from there, I'm able to monitor both ear and cap, ear and cult off of one cable, which is pretty nice. So, and then, so from voice meter to my dad's deck for the music side of things, I use a, a Sound Blaster Play 3. It's a, it's a good, good USB sound card. It's got great audio quality. Highly recommend to someone looking for a USB sound card. But from there, the uh, DAS deck does automatic switching and whatnot, sends that uh, info back to my uh, HP Pro desk, which runs everything 
literally everything runs off of one system in a DAS deck. Yeah, that <laughs> thing that has held in. up it freaking Technically, great. that's two systems, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, one system in an end deck. <laughs> so, which is crazy, because I used to run everything on an, uh, was 6th Gen i3. I only recently put a 6th Gen i5 in there, and it's held, holding up perfectly. Because for those who don't know, Stereo Tool is a very, very CPU-demanding application. Yeah. And I run two instances of it on the same chip. Stereo Tool is a hungry boy. It is, yeah. I run two instances of Stereo Tool, two instances of Butt, and then Radio DJ, I run stuff for the ERN phone system on it so that I can use it. I run logger software. Yeah, I run literally everything that that is needed to run my station is on one system, which is really nice because, you know, only one, it's not like Marley where you have to figure out, ooh, what system do I have to go into for this <laughs> yeah. specific thing? It's all it's all just one system. Hey, Cam, did I yeah. tell you why whenever I was back running my old system, why I had to run it on two different computers? No, I don't think you ever did. Because at that time, I didn't have USB to serial adapters, so I had to use an actual fucking serial <laughs> cable. And Rip. B, I ran out of USB ports on on my mainstreaming computer. I completely ran out. No more USB ports. Wow. So even if even after I had gotten my serial to USB adapters, I legitimately couldn't add another logger onto. I I couldn't add a logger because I <laughs> yeah. had no serial, no USB ports. That yeah, computer, <laughs> both of those those laptops, their screen has failed. So. Oh, I you just run those headless, don't you? Oh, or? yeah, they're basically headless, and basically, uh, I don't. Re- do you remember the times back in Arkansas whenever my station would go down, and I would say, "Please come back up, please come back up," because <laughs> I did not know if they were going to come didn't know back what that up. System was doing well. Um, the thing about it is, everything was in an auto start script. So, mm-hmm. if those systems ever went down, they should come back up. But there was some times where, like, um voice meter would fuck and yeah th- there goes my automation yeah but yeah. yeah and then i guess i can move on to the to the probably one of the most controversial things in ern itself about my station uh so my daz deck uh returns to the line in on the protest because i still for some reason can't find a usb sound card that supports stereo input i have to use the onboard stereo stereo line in that Gets piped directly into Stereo Tool. Yes, CRTV processes the DAS deck. As a lot of people in here say, don't do it. I do. The only Dude, reason I do is because I was able to... how much processing I put on my EAS? <laughs> yeah, I... The thing is, though, with my processing setup, I've also been able to minimize the the effect on EAS. Just Yeah, it's not been The only that thing bad. that it does for EAS is just a little bit of compression to bring the header down a little bit. It doesn't change the tones. Everything is still perfectly decodable. It doesn't change the tone of the headers, so it still sounds like a DAS deck. It just, it basically kind of just passes through without Stereo Tool thinking twice about it. And then from there it yeah. goes to Butt, which sends to ERN. Only thing I've ever had problems with on processing headers is if you have something doing like phase correction or something like that, it can mm-hmm. totally screw up your header. So don't do. It just makes it undecodable. It's it just it's just not decodable at all. Yeah. Don't yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah so Marley. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say compression is the only thing you can kind of get away with. Like back yeah. whenever I was running WACN in Arkansas, um, 
I, I, I still actually have the compressor. It's actually on the rack behind me. It, uh, I would run a Behringer. Oh, what the fuck are you? Composer Pro. And the yeah. reason why I would feed my EAS through that is just to bring down the levels. Yeah, because, because I feel like with Index, yeah. you can never get the level 100%. You kind of well, have to have some sort of external I, help with it. I had this thing where my audio, my playout, my actual music playout was actually kind of on the quiet side. So I used the gain in the compression to bring it up to just the right level. But then... Your EAS would blow it out of the water. Yeah, my EAS was so fuck because since since I run my hardware side of the station at like professional levels, we're talking like plus ten decibels. Um, mm-hmm. The moment my headers would kick in, it would destroy the music processing. Yeah. So I slapped it on the backside of my compressor. So what happens is the the compressor brings it up and it does do a little bit of compression on like hard, hard fucking music hits. Yeah, hard hits. Yeah. If if you're sitting there with like a big freaking boom in the bass, it would compress it, but it would bring all all like the mids and highs up. So it would make it sound better. But then whatever. I like to think of compression as bringing the noises closer to each other. Yeah, and and that's the best thing about compression is that you're not always diving for the volume knob. Yeah. Whenever the siege triggers, however, it would compress it so fucking hard just to make sure that the siege was in line with the music, and it worked. Yeah. It, it frankly worked. It worked every single time. I feel like time Sage is problem. the one, the 1822 is the one you can get away with very hard compression. Yeah. yeah uh, especially because the, the generator for the FSK is analog, so it's not digital mm-hmm. and it's not like harsh cutoffs on the bits. It's like they kind of roll off because it's voltages and they, they kind of fade in and out. So it's really, it's it's a much easier to put compression on an 1822 and really guys all compression is is just turning the volume up and down really fast so you know or or slow if you if that's how you do your thing so it's not like it's totally destroying it there, there was one thing that it did i don't remember what it was it was like um I don't remember. It was like freaking attention tones were kind of wonky. And oh. the, the, I do need to replace this compressor eventually. It's kind it's old and it was Send used it to me. hard. Um well, here I'm going to tell you what the problem with this compressor is. If you don't run this in stereo mode, if you run it in dual mono, um mm-hmm. one side of the compressor is completely sounds completely different from the other one. I had that issue on the stereo tool recently. I don't know what the thing was with that. Yeah. yeah. If you have them on the exact same settings, like to the T, all the knobs are in the exact same place. All buttons are clicked in the exact same way, but you have it on dual mono. The left channel will sound completely different from the right channel. And I hated it. Like it would even output different levels too, where it's like the left channel is like down here and the right channel is like two decibels louder. And I, yeah, I was like, why? Mm-hmm. So, but if you, at the moment you toggle it into fucking stereo mode, Bob's your uncle, everything's dandy. Yeah. So I think that's, a, that, I think that's pretty much wraps it up for my station. So I don't know if we, if you guys have much else to say about your stations. I mean, a lot of our, Not really, you know, we got but... pretty deep into each of ours. 
Should we yeah. should we do an entire podcast episode on how Esmara works? Like deep dive? I'd I'd be down. Maybe. Deep down, or get, into down the, yeah. get a little bit more into the code. Maybe Hey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you guys want to see that, um Cam, isn't there a a feedback page? There is. You can go to ERNCRTV.com forward slash podcast and you can submit suggestions. You can apply to be on the ERN podcast. That's a new no. thing we're doing in season two. And yeah, just give us your thoughts. That that first form for for having a topic suggestion is open to anyone and everything. You can give us suggestions. You can give us feedback. I don't really care what you put through it. Um, the only thing I request, and this is a request for me, please don't put stupid things in there because uh, the, the people who run the podcast have to go through every request. So if you start putting, if you, if you start spamming memes in there, we'll um, have to take it away. Yeah. Yeah. And most of us, most of us in, in uh, quotation marks there, because I don't, most of us have jobs or school yeah. and we don't really have time for that. So just, you know, try to be nice about it. <laughs> We've had like one instance. Hell, I, yeah. I, kind of I, I can't think of much else that we have to cover on this episode. I think we got through uh, everyone's stations pretty well. Yeah, we got through a lot. I worked um, 60 hours this week. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. So anyway, what we'll have to do next episode, if there's different ERN participants that haven't joined this one, so such as Emma, if anyone, and maybe Gabe, if Gabe joins next week, we'll have to yep. get into how their stations run, and we'll make that a part two, as long with uh, other updates uh, from the ERN podcast. And yeah, as always, as always, this uh, episode and season is sponsored by uh, WACN Technologies. Buy our stuff. We're not going to give it to you, but buy oh, it anyway. Happy belated Halloween! It's Halloween tonight. It is Halloween tonight, but by the time this uploads, it'll be probably November first. So, yeah, yep. I swear to God, whichever is the first speaker I hear Mariah Carey come out coming out of, I'm shooting it. Because <laughs> you you know sweet you, sweet fantasy baby, oh you know okay. that that's gonna play after tonight. You know it. Yep. Yeah, anyways, this has been the ERN Podcast. If you like what you're hearing, you can subscribe on whatever platform you like. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Mm. Have a great day, night, whatever, and come back for the next episode. Bye. 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 Bye.